So very much still entering the anchor equation, which is rare for a winger, particularly a winger who is a specialist winger and doesn't play fullback. He definitely goes looking for work. But 174 points uh, is an epic display and comeback. Welcome, rugby fam, to the first day of Super Round in Super Rugby Pacific 2024. As expected, under very good conditions down in Melbourne, the first two games of the weekend kicked off in very fine style with a ton of fantasy points, ton of real points on and off the pitch. Super exciting games where the both eventual winners came from behind and were a little bit sloppy, but were able to get the W at the end. So round kicked off with the Highlanders and the Blues. Highlanders getting a couple early tries uh, and really looking strong. Some nice running, running, running rugby, nice offloads, very slick kicks and chip and chases from a number of the players. Reese Patchell had a cracking game for them, but didn't translate to fantasy points. So I think definitely something to look out for Reese Patchell, potentially on a more, even more expensive pitch, or maybe at home at the Highlanders. Will be interesting to see how he he goes. Jacob Radovai Nippens had another another great game. Pinched a another try and racked up some decent points. But the Blues, too much class in the end, too much of a tight five and and flankers and basically just the forwards getting the job done to unleash the backs. So super exciting win from the Blues who racked up tons of fantasy points. Then we dived into the Rebels and Force game and Force looked like they were cruising for most of the game and then all of a sudden Carter Gordon, Filippo Dangunu uh, and co came back with a power and ended up almost bringing up a half century of actual points to get the job done against the Force in, in a up and down display, but obviously a very exciting running rugby exhibition continued on the Friday and fantasy points flowed even more in those games as well. So as we like to do and go around those two grounds and see how the fantasy points stacked up, a uh, couple of the the highlights, definitely the in the hard yards done by the Highlanders props uh, with Ethan DeGroote topping the pops at 64 and Jermaine Ainsley doing very solidly at 56. Uh, so it's super, obviously did, went through a lot of work and tried their best to set the foundation for the Highlanders. But we did see that the Highlanders still are that 40 maybe 50-minute team, maybe even a little bit less because the Blues, although they conceded a couple early tries and, and did seem to play very tight for the most of the game in the first half, once they started to go more expansive and you could see the, the gas starting to ease out of the Highlanders, they were blown off the park and then it was pretty much the last quarter was more or less known that the Blues were going to win. Highlanders pipped another couple of tries, but it didn't really look like it was going to phase them at all because more often than not, they would hit back with a vengeance. Surprise packet coming in at at Hooker with Alex Murphy racking up 142 points. Definitely a cheaper creeper. I think if if this performance gets him the starter for the next couple of weeks, couple of rounds, uh, he definitely will be worth a shout in your fantasy teams. The way the, the Rebels played on... The Friday, 
means that, uh, yeah, 142 points is likely to be repeated, particularly because they don't have a Kiwi opposition for another six, I think five or six games. So Alex Murphy could definitely run riot at the back of the mall there and running around uh, the park as he did, picking up offloads and the like. Interestingly enough, but I suppose not in these more expansive games, you don't see as many points from the, the flankers, with the exception being Hoskins Satutu backing up another impressive performance with 138 points and a hat-trick three tries uh he looks super super devastating in his runs and yeah did all the smart rugby stuff combining that with the dark arts and getting his work rate up so super interesting to see but he was the only flanker to cross the uh, 100 point Mark with Josh Kameny and Billy Harmon rounding out the, the the team of the the day with 68 points and 92 points respectively. So certainly not nothing to sneeze at, but as you see with the more open the game, typically the points spread more out to the backs who are getting the work and and expect like running, getting run meters and, and similar. Whereas the the flankers are then more often out on the wings, not doing the hard yards, not doing the tackles, not having to do as many of the hit-ups. Um, so it's interesting to see there. Tafua Fanaki with the Blues coming in at scrum half on debut, 117 points and a super, super strong display. Uh, Carter Gordon, did he top? Yeah, I think he is our top point scorer so far. Didn't quite make it into the... Uh, 200 point club but tried very hard at 194 points his intercept was the catalyst for the rebels to really start to turn it on and take the, eventually take the lead after a couple of Fil- filippo dangunu tries so he was really really strong really strong performance from carter backing up a, a tough loss against the brumbies in week one definitely someone to keep back in the equation for the anchor role. I wasn't sure if he had been rattled enough to be shifted out of that. But what we saw is that as long as there's a potentially less co less coherent defensive line and it's not as strong a or particularly if the Fords sta- stand up and set the foundation that they did in the Rebels game, definitely Carter Gordon will fulfill his duties as an anchor in the Rebels pack. Uh, Filippo Dangunu, pretty quiet first half, but then opened up in the second and was the game breaker, scoring two tries, racking up 130 fantasy points uh, in super impressive display. Centers on the quieter side, but I did want to point out David Faoli of the Rebels, 95 points, uh, which is super solid for a, a cheaper creeper with a yeah lower cost uh so super super performance from him particularly with the rebels losing matt proctor so early on in the piece after about 30 minutes or so i think so maybe he got more work done because of the absence of matt proctor and i think they had jake shakan fill in for him but yeah definitely stood up and obviously did the did what they he needed to get fantasy points but also slow down the rebels and stop them unleashing their at least their back at least their wings so coming up on max bury at at the back there 180 points after a very impressive display so that's 200 points in a row definitely starting to enter the occasion of uh, a, a definite bolter and potentially if we see a couple more of these performances from max bury can entering into anchor consideration which will be a great nod for the 15 luckily andrew calloway who's in my belled back line from last episode he racked up 157 with two tries uh, so very happy there that's a de- that's a very solid performance from an anchor 
What I am gutted about, though, is I had not less not uh, written off Mark Salia, but I didn't expect him to have a, another barnstorming game, even though it's against Kiwi opposition, and I should know better, because that's typically when he's racked up the most points. So 174, Mark Salia. I think that's basically spot on the bang for, bang for buck from him, so very much still entering the anchor equation, which is rare for a winger particularly a winger who is a specialist winger and doesn't play fullback. Mark Zalea definitely goes looking for work. But 174 points uh, is an epic display and comeback from Mark Zalea. And then the only other person of note off the bench, it was nice to see Ryan Lawrence uh, running around and coming on with not not a great deal of time, maybe uh, 30, 40 minutes for or less, or probably yeah, around 30 minutes for Ryan Lawrence, but racking up 50 points in what was a barnstorming performance from the Rebels to come home with a wet sail. So yeah, someone to keep an eye on. And again, a not necessarily a cheaper creeper because of his exploits last year in 2023, but someone to definitely consider if he starts to get some more starts, uh, which could be a possibility depending on how the Rebels review plays out over this week and who gets the starting nod for the next round. So two super exciting games, points flowed, Fantasy points flowed. I hope your teams filled their cup. Diving into some potentially tighter, but no, nonetheless less exciting in Moana Pacifica and in Drua and Waratahs and Crusaders. Two big battles there that could lead to some definite fantasy points, but I think maybe shared amongst the Fords as well. That's it from me, Rugby Fam. Excited to dive into Super Round round two super round day two if you will and i will catch you tomorrow